This is the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. On this week's episode, we talk about Wild Card Weekend. Oh, check that. Super Wild Card Weekend. We get into a little best bets and discuss the coaching carousel. It's going to be a good episode. Stay with us throughout. It's Bro Storm Sports with your hosts, Sasha and Scott Bushka. He's a sports talk show host named Sasha, named after Sasha Radunovich. And Scott's a wisdom-seeking, educated, networking guy who works in the sports industry. Featuring intern P, the basement beer pong world champion. So put on your bro coat. It's time for a bro storm. Welcome into Bro Storm Sports. It is Monday, January 16th. We just saw Super Wildcard Weekend come to an end with a Cowboys 31-14 victory over the Bucks. On this week's episode, we're going to find out what new subscriptions intern P claimed over the weekend he said he's got some quick hitters so i'm wondering what website he got those from and we'll see how many times scott brags about not having to buy a trip to vegas in one of the worst bets in football history that we found out he won last week so how how you doing tonight fellas i'm done bragging about vegas i don't even want to i don't even i mean this is sad i hope my buddies aren't listening but i don't even want to go to vegas um and I should have had $10,000 instead of a trip to Vegas that I don't even want to go to. So other than that, I'm doing all right. I have to admit that it was a rough weekend on the betting front for NFL. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm licking my wounds a little bit. Uh, I didn't do it well with my picks. So in turn, P, I hope you did better than me. Um, I did do pretty well. I've also been betting on some Australian Open, so I'm pretty excited to watch some Australian Open tennis. It's a very profitable bet. The lines are a little messed up, so I've been I've been kind of finding the cracks in those uh, oh, yeah. those Australian Australian guys. It is expert intern P. <laughs> uh, do we? Is this the time at the start of our podcast? Do we pay the like? If you have a gambling problem and need help, call like one eight hundred eight six eight six KS for people in Kansas. Because it's, it's one eight hundred gambler. Yeah, I think you should text that number to intern P. He's betting. He's betting on the Australian Open, dude. It's a major tennis. Like, there's only four majors. I'm not betting on Russian ping pong, dude. It's a it's a valid bet. You're real yeah. John McEnroe. Oh, that's a that's a call out. What magazine are you subscribing to to get your tennis bets? You know, just Tennis Weekly, uh, Tennis Monthly, Tennis Yearly. I honestly don't know a single uh, all tennis of the magazine. diamond permits. What, what yeah, per- just all, just all of them. What percentage of your rent would you say you've been betting on the Australian Open? Uh, not that well. Considering I don't have rent, uh, that's actually not a possible, a possible <laughs> it's stat. To- it's an infinite percentage of his rent. No, what I've is- been, I've been profitable. Did I've you been profitable? Did you trade off rent for agreeing to an eleven thirty p.m. bedtime? Uh, unfortunately, not. Uh, <laughs> Uh, eleven thirty is a little little late for me, but we're gonna be pat. We're gonna be up past that today. Yeah, right. it's gonna be a great time. So, just to kind of try to steer this back on the rails, as much as I'd love to talk Australian Open, I think, I think our listeners are expecting a different sport. It was Wild Card Weekend. Um, it got kicked off with Big Cock Brock in the Brock Purdy led San Francisco Forty ers taking on Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks, which I don't know. What is what is Geno Smith's nickname? 
I don't think he has one, dude. I, I haven't heard you guys on this podcast. Exactly. I don't think he, he has one, one, but from what I can tell, he's not as well endowed as uh, Brock Purdy. It, it seems that way. Uh, Brock Purdy accounted for four touchdowns in the game, I believe. Uh, and, and the Niners kind of rolled. Really the only team this weekend until tonight that rolled. So we don't have to spend a lot of time on this game. Uh, but what do you make of Brock Purdy looking like the next Tom Brady? I think he's, I think it's early to say he's the next Tom Brady, although um, the Dallas Cowboys might have put Tom Brady to bed for his, for his career. Do you think we saw the last of Tom Brady tonight? I, I hope not just based on the performance that happened, but at some point your skills do diminish. And that's what I keep saying is like the guy's 45 years old. There's no reason that he should be playing at 46, but Las Vegas will probably give him 50 million a year because they're the Raiders and we'll probably see him rolling back out there next year. But one thing Brock Purdy might've done is, is put to bed the Tom Brady to the Niners talk, which is a lot of what we heard in the middle of the season. Right. It, it, might go down as one of the greatest personal mistakes of all time to get divorced to Giselle Bunchen to come back for an eight and nine first round blowout playoff loss season. But anyways, no Brock, Brock Purdy. Um, I think he's legit good, which is weird to say, cause he's all of like five, 10 and you know, Mr. Irrelevant and you know, has been the Iowa state quarterback for like the past eight years. Um, but he, everything I read about him is that he just is, he's really smart. He processes really quick and they're like putting in plays at halftime and he's picking up, picking them up and executing them flawlessly. Um, they also just have a ridiculous personnel on offense. So he's not making a lot of mistakes and you know, he makes throws when he needs to. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I got the Niners in the Super Bowl, so hopefully he keeps doing it. We're going to get to this game later, but like it, I, 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 I do agree that the Niners have really good personnel, really good coaching, uh, but to not like take in what Brock Purdy's doing and give him a lot of credit for it. Like Skylar Thompson walked into a pretty decent situation with the dolphins too. And you saw how that went. And so, or, or how that was going. Uh, and he didn't play horrible, but you could tell he wasn't the starting quarterback for the Miami dolphins. So I think Brock Purdy, that's that's the story of the 49ers. Even though their whole team's the story, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens next year if if the Niners were to win the Super Bowl. Even if they aren't at this point, it's a major conversation between him and Trey Lance next year. Yeah. What do you do you trade Trey Lance? I don't even know if you could trade him for that much. Yeah, we've got to see see how the rest of the season plays out, but there's a chance that they they might have to be looking into that next year or or he starts the season as the backup next year. Uh, but the next game that took place over Wild Card Weekend, oh, sorry, Roger. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but Roger Goodell has has ears and eyes everywhere and you have to call it Super Wild Card Weekend or you could be taken <laughs> off the air. So. who? Thank goodness you apologize to Roger Goodell. Yeah. The next game that happened in Super Wild Guard Weekend was the Chargers-Jaguars game. This game was, I mean, this game was amazing. Um, I had, well, I was 0-2 this week in my picks. I'm just going to lead the witness there. But I wanted to pick this game. I wanted to pick the Jags. 
I mostly wanted the Jags to win because um, I didn't want to, like, I'm a Chiefs fan. And I didn't want to play the Chargers next week because I think we saw this week that playing a divisional opponent for the third time is like you're going to play a close game either way. Um, but I mean, I don't know what else you say other than like the Chargers are going to charge or they're always going to find a way to lose. Um, I don't need, I don't even know how it's possible to lose a game when you won the turnover battle five to zero. Trevor Lawrence had a QB rating of 0.0 through the first quarter. Intern P more impressed by Trevor Lawrence's four interceptions in the first quarter or, or I guess three in the first quarter and one early in the second or his four touchdowns later in the game. When you say impressed, I mean, I got to be impressed with those picks, man. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I, I mean, I didn't turn the game off, but I kind of put it in the background. I was like, what is going on here? And I look up and it's 27 to 14 again. And I'm like, okay, they're really going to do this. But I was more impressed with uh, that, that muff punt they had when that dude just ran into the ball. And then the Chargers didn't score a touchdown after that on their own 10-yard line or something. And I think that's really was a turning point in the game when they didn't score that touchdown. I want to pee. What 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 type of ridiculous live bets did you place during that game? Uh, I'm not that big of a degenerate. Uh, I don't really I don't really dabble in the live bets. Uh, I, I would have obviously looking back on it, hindsight 2020, but I didn't make any live bets on that game. I would have been live betting the shit out of that. But what for Are you in trouble? One still, reason or, or another. There's a couple reasons I wasn't live betting. Did you, you get grounded from your DraftKings account? I did not get grounded from my DraftKings account, but I I had a, a bit of a trip to Mole Vegas last week. <laughs> which you know what happens in Mole Vegas comes home with you. It doesn't stay there. And so I cashed out my DraftKings account and, and took a little breather. And uh that and for whatever reason, I don't know any of the songs he sings, but I was at a Chris Cagle concert during this uh, Jaguars Chargers game, so I wasn't able to dabble in the live betting. That's a shame. I I live bet the Jags like plus twenty four, which turns turns out yeah. covered yeah, well, pretty comfortably. You didn't have the balls to money line them uh, though. No, I did not. I did not have the ball. Did you see there was something going around that someone bet like $1.4 million to win like 11000 on the Chargers to win the game when it was 27 to 0? Stupid. Um, I, I don't feel bad for him at all because that's what you get for trying to cheat the system. Like you just yeah. take heavy favorites all the time. You're making pennies on the dollar here and there. And then eventually your pennies on the dollar turn into losing $1.4 million. And yeah. that's what you get. So, um, all kidding aside, like Trevor Lawrence, terrible in the first half, really good in the second half. Doug Peterson's a good coach. That shouldn't surprise us. He's won a Super Bowl. To me, I am like, I'm really tired of the coronation of Justin Herbert when he hasn't done anything. And it's like, you can't like say what you want about Brandon Staley and I, and I, I don't know if he gets fired or not. Um, as a Chiefs fan, I hope that he doesn't but like Justin Herbert has to find a way to win that game and score at least once in the second half and he was like sail to throw over Keenan Allen in the end zone um, took a bunch of sacks like 
couldn't figure out a way to get a first down and move the ball late in that game. And he was also snapping the ball with like 15 seconds left on the play clock when all they had to do was bleed the clock dry in the second half. So I don't know. It was just all around like a terrible, like an all-time bad loss for the Chargers. Yeah, I I agree. I, I don't really need to hear about how great Justin Herbert is anymore for a while, especially when it's like, Who's the best quarterback in the AFC West? Like, I, I think we know the answer to that. So, and and not to say that anybody was saying Justin Herbert's better than Mahomes as the season progressed, but like going into the season, people would legitimately call that as a question. And they always lump them in together. You don't want to go coach in a division that has Herbert and Mahomes. Well, you don't want to coach in a division that has Mahomes. Right. But I digress. <laughs> they didn't play this weekend, by the way, because they had a bye. Yeah, I yeah, got it. Got it. Oh, did did they? I I didn't know that. I I, I was wondering why I didn't hear you cheering for him this weekend. I I look the the Jags won that game. I would much rather play Jacksonville than the Chargers. I agree. You don't have to play a divisional game. Like, look at the Eagles. They're going to have to play the Giants uh, in a divisional game in the second round. I I don't like that at all. Speaking of which, Sunday had some games as well. I let off. With the Bills-Dolphins game, Bills were, I think, by the time the game started, the Bills were 14-point favorites. They came out guns blazing. They got up 17-0. Could have been 21-0, but Dawson Knox didn't quite keep the ball off the ground. And then next thing you know, the Dolphins are making a game of it. Had it 17-17 right before the half. Bills kicked a late field goal to go up 20-17. And the Bills end up winning 34-31. to Did this game expose, like, a potential Achilles heels, Achilles heels, Achilles heel for the Bills being, and that being Josh Allen's turnovers. I kind of stumbled through that sentence. Josh Allen loves to turn the ball over. He, uh, I heard some stat today that said he, throughout the season, he has 30 interceptions plus fumbles combined, which is, which is absolutely insane. He did not lose all those fumbles. But 30 interceptions plus fumbles combined. Um, he like he essentially tried to give Miami that game. Skylar Thompson, I think, was 18 for 45 on the day. 18 for 45. Um, 220 yards. Yep, two interceptions. That's that's uh, by my math. That's less than 40 percent. Yeah, but I mean, my that, math might, might not be right. So so Josh Allen turns the ball over. But the other thing is that they're. It seems like anyone can move the ball on the Bills these days. Like Skylar Thompson basically scored six points against the Jets last week. Um, the Patriots' offense is terrible. They scored like 30 points against the Bills. Like every, everything you read says the Bills have a top five defense by DVOA, but like anyone can score on them. So I don't know. I'm not like super scared of the Bills right now. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because. Like the juxtaposition to that is the Bills are going to play Joe Burrow and the Bengals next weekend. And I saw a whole segment on ESPN about Joe Burrow keeping two hands on the ball and not fumbling it. So I'm pretty sure he secures the ball well because I trust everything ESPN tells me. Uh, but Josh Allen, uh, I mean, the Bills get a lot of takeaways, but instead of having a turnover advantage, they just break even every time. So that that's something that could come back to haunt them later in the playoffs. But we'll get into talking about next week's games a little bit later on. 
the next game, Kirk Cousins decided to throw a uh, three-yard out on fourth and eight in the game deciding, and the Minnesota Vikings made Daniel Jones look like Josh Allen minus the turnovers. Uh, so the Giants get a 31-24 win over the Vikings. My brother-in-law was not too impressed. I think we do have to ask the question, though, is Daniel Jones a good quarterback in the NFL? Is that is that fair to ask at this point in time, or is it, are we jumping the gun here? You can ask it, but I want to see what he does against the Eagles next week. P, I think I, you could have you could have completed most of those passes when like Darius Slayton was wide open with no defender within twenty yards the entire game. I'm just including the time I'm, he dropped it when he could have clinched the game earlier. Correct. That's. True. I'm just glad you have that much faith in me to make those kind of passes. I didn't. I didn't know you had it in me. I didn't know. I also have faith in you that if it was fourth and eight, season on the line, you'd throw it past the line or past the first down marker. Do you think he knew it was fourth down? I. I don't think he did. I think he thought it was third down because there's just no. There's no way that you would ever throw that if you know it's fourth down. Yeah. I mean. It, Go Just ahead, to come to Kirk Cousins' defense a little bit. Maybe he thought TJ Hawkinson could break a tackle. And maybe he thought TJ Hawkinson's chances of breaking a tackle against that one guy were better than his chances of getting away from the four guys in his face if he didn't throw it. Just throwing it out there. Uh, not, I don't believe anything I'm saying, but what, like, the other what, side of the argument. where were the other four guys that like out on the pass route? I probably would have just thrown it to Justin Jefferson. Yeah, one catch. Coverage. Justin Jefferson, one catch for four yards in the second half. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane. Um, I'm mostly just mad at myself for, like, picking Kirk Cousins on this show. Um, he's about as reliable as intern P. And now... <laughs> I'm, yeah. and, and I paid for it. Yeah. I tried to tell you too. I I did. I warned you. You, you told did. me that they played at one. But it you wasn't. T- it wasn't a primetime game. That They're was thirteen prime and time. four. I know they suck. Everyone knows they suck. But I was like, you know what? The Giants suck too, and they're at home. And Danny Dimes well, is not a good quarterback. It's it's interesting. It wasn't a primetime game, but I don't know like who comes up with these stats. But I think I saw something before the game that in the three thirty window, going back to college. Uh, like college and pros, Kirk Cousins is like ten and twenty six in that window. But and then in addition, that was the only game I missed this weekend, non spread related. Like just in my picks, that was the only game I didn't get right this weekend. My boy, um, Sasha, you know Big Dave. Oh yeah, Big Dave from New York. My boy, my boy Big Dave, like as New York as it gets. Huge Giants fan. If he listens this week, he's going to be real fired up about me talking shit on Danny Dimes. Um, Chiefs, the Chiefs and Giants play back to back on Saturday, and he wants to go to the bar and drink like seventeen IPAs in a row. So we'll see if I can pull that one off. You know, just to kind of since we're talking about time slots and how people do at different times, Trevor Lawrence has literally never lost a game on a Saturday. I did see that too. Going all the way back to high school, dude. That's just is that is that a a thing? That's real life, including his whole career at Clemson. Which I don't know if you guys know this, but 
Almost all college games are played on Saturdays. The only games he lost were the ones uh, in the in the championship on a Monday. So we got to watch out for Mondays now. I mean, I, I would be worried about that if he if he didn't have to have Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley and and Joey Bosa just like crap themselves to not lose on a Saturday and keep that alive. Yeah, there was a game tonight, but real quick, let's bite <laughs> off the. Uh, does that extend into like into like peewee football? Like how like how far back are we talking? I think it here? dates back to high school. Mm. Okay. You should ask him. You should give him a call. He was also at Waffle House after the game. Did you see that? I saw a couple of videos of him just vibing out of Waffle House at midnight. Coincidentally, have you guys ever seen the meme where they basically switch Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence's haircuts? <laughs> they give Trevor Lawrence Mac Jones's haircut and Mac Jones Trevor Lawrence's haircut. Couple of things on that. Trevor Lawrence looks a lot better with short hair. Like it fits him. Like he's got a nice jawline. He looks just like a burly man. Like I don't know why he doesn't just cut his hair. Secondly, Mac Jones looks like Mac Jones with long hair, except he looks even more like a male model than he does currently. He, you he think you was, think that Mac Jones? I'm learning a lot about Sasha's. Um, I don't know Sasha's point of view on on male good looks. You think Mac Jones looks like a male supermodel? Have you seen like the pictures of Mac Jones as a as a female? Um, I mean, I I really enjoy that one. J Miz is just sending us a picture. I really enjoy that one TikTok video of all the uh, of all the quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> with with female hair, but no, I, I I can't remember the Mac Jones one. Just throwing it we're, out there. We're way off course here. We're digressing. It's fine. <laughs> All right, last game that took place on Sunday: Bengals Ravens. Uh, the Bengals. I mean, the Ravens had a chance to win this game, and basically, it, the whole game came down to one play with 11 minutes to go. Uh, Tyler Huntley goes high when he's supposed to go low. He fumbles. Hubbard takes it back 98 yards for a touchdown the other way. 14-point swing. The Bengals were going in to score to go up 24-17. Or, sorry, the Ravens were going to go up 24-17. Instead, the Bengals go up 24-17. Neither team scores again the rest of the game. Bengals win. Escape out of, well, escape in Cincinnati against the Ravens. Yeah, I I almost wanted to talk about this and the Bills game together because both of them are like, you know, the the big dogs in the AFC versus backup quarterbacks and division rivals, and and neither the Bills or the Bengals looked good. I'm not sure it matters, right? They're both good teams, and we know they can both go to the Super Bowl. But um, you're right; the Bengals probably should have lost this game, and injuries are becoming a really serious issue for them. So they they lost. I think they lost another offensive lineman today. Um, so I don't know. It's that game against Buffalo will be super interesting next week. Um, I, I would, I want to take the Bengals, but it's in Buffalo and they've got to be furious because they're, they're sitting here thinking if we would have beat Buffalo in that game, we'd be playing in Cincinnati, which is a pretty big shift. So um, it's, that's going to be probably the game of the playoffs so far, I would think. Yeah. As a Bengals believer, I was a little worried. Uh, I think if Lamar Jackson was healthy, the Bengals lose that game, unfortunately. 
Uh, they didn't look very good. So I think Buffalo's going to be tough. It's going to be a shootout, though. So I, I don't know. It's going to come down to who has the ball last, I think. I mean, in a shootout, right? Like, do those turnovers that Josh Allen's guaranteed to commit come back to haunt him? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good I feel, take. I feel, like that's that's, really good I feel take. like that's what's going to happen. Josh Allen's going to make a stupid play in the second half, and Joe Burrow's not. Cool Joe Burrow. Take. All right. <laughs> Lastly, he's boyfriend. Can we no. – hey, Sasha, is, is now the right time to talk about Lamar or – yeah, tell me what you think about Lamar. Is he ever going to play for the Ravens again? Um, I don't think so. The whole thing's kind of wild, though. Like he doesn't—he didn't show up for the game. By all accounts, it seems like people want to. If people feel like he could have played, but he's almost like holding out on the Ravens because they never—they never gave him his contract. So I don't know. I feel like it's a poor look all around. But I mean, almost undoubtedly. Seems like he might have played his last game for the Ravens, right? I don't know about undoubtedly. Like, they still have the tag. The Ravens still kind of have control over the situation. It's just like whether the Ravens want to commit to him financially or not and what he is, what he ends up continuing to ask for. And if they think they can get a, a, a boatload in a trade and then not have to pay a quarterback, have a guy on a rookie contract again or whatever they, think they need to do they might do it but the Ravens still have ultimate control over the situation unless Lamar decides he's not going to play I mean yeah I think you're right I think you're right but you know they just went through a situation where he basically is like holding them hostage yeah it, like yeah and it's it's crazy to think like after the MVP in 2019 that just a few years later we probably saw the Ra- uh, Lamar play his last game for the Ravens. So hypothetically, he does leave. Then are they going to stick with Tyler Huntley? Or are they going to try to move up in the draft? Is that? I mean, I don't, I don't see what they're going to do if he leaves. Trade, get, trade for Trey Lance. Get Derek Carr or something. I don't know. That That's might be actually, better for him. They could trade for Trey Lance. They will get a ton of picks for Lamar Jackson. So. They'll have some flexibility and some options of things to do. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the offseason. Just real quick, last game we saw tonight, the Cowboys beat the, the Bucks 31-14. to Really the only interesting thing that came out of this game was Brett Maher missed four consecutive extra points. It's, so, it's, it's like almost as bad as Trevor Lawrence throwing four picks in the first half. Yeah, the only sad part for me about that is is I was calling a high school basketball game while the four extra points were being missed, so I didn't get to join in in all the fun. I didn't. P, were you watching him? I I didn't watch. Is he just? Did he get no, the shanks or I, something? I honestly turned it off on this in the second half too. I I was on my phone and I saw my friends were like, "Dude, how did he miss again?" So I I think he was just missing, dude. I think he hit well, off the cross. What happened on the first three? I know the fourth one hit the upright. I, think I just like pushed him. I don't know. I wasn't watching. I'm lying. It's a, it's it's funny. It's a funny thing, but it's also a wild thing and like a big problem. If your kicker literally has no confidence going into your next round game, like what if you need to kick a field goal in the next game? It's probably not going to be a blowout like it was in this game. So, a little right. bit of a concern for the Cowboys moving forward. But you guys got anything to add on any of the Super Wild Card Weekend games before we get out of this segment? I'm good. Rogers probably happened. It was a great happy. It was a great week of football. 
three days straight. He got his Monday night game. Um, next week's going to be good. Roger's pumped. We're not going to get any angry calls because we used our word super about 10 times this segment. On the other side of the break, we're going to get into some best bets, tell you what we think about some of next week's games, recap this past week's losses for the most part. Stay with us. Having an event that needs amazing entertainment? Hi-Fi Productions is the way to go. They bring their mobile dueling pianos and provide a highly interactive and fun show that's perfect for fundraisers, corporate events, or any kind of party. Is somebody getting married soon? Hi-Fi also provides the best wedding DJ service around, winning Wedding Wire's Couples' Choice Award four years in a row. They know how to pack a dance floor. Based in Wichita, Kansas, visit HiFiProductions.net to book your unforgettable event. Welcome back into BroStorm Sports, where we sometimes make good picks and sometimes go one and five on the weekend. Uh, this is the best bet segment. We're going to recap a little bit of what, how we did last week, go into next week's games, and then maybe talk a little coaching carousel at the end of this segment. Scott, talk to us about last week's picks. It turns out we are the chargers of postseason NFL betting. Sasha's Joe Burrow. <laughs> sorry. Sasha's Justin Herbert. Intern P's Brandon Staley, and I'm Joey Bosa. Um, what? what? <laughs> no, no way. At least give me extra. Real quick, since you brought up Joey Bosa. First of all, what kind of name is Joey for like an NFL elite pass rusher? Second of all, hurt like, Joey's. is it just me or is Nick Bosa like way better looking than Joey Bosa, even though they're brothers? <laughs> how many, how many times are you going to talk about star NFL players? Good looks on this show. <laughs> Every um, chance I get tonight, apparently I'm starting to, I, I feel like we need to, Sasha needs to start thinking about something other than sports. It's, <laughs> um, it, it is wearing on me. I figured out. Today, today, tomorrow is my one year anniversary on my radio show. So I did 520 hours of sports talk radio in the last year, not including bro storm sports Jeez. or any play by play. It's, it's roughly 21 full days, all 24 hours of the day, three weeks of all 24 hours of the day. It's impressive. Yeah. Well, to your to your question, um, yes, I do believe that Nick is better looking than Joey. Um, I think Joey's got some anger management issues, probably stem mostly from the fact that his younger brother is both better looking and better at football and his team has better. bigger biceps and has bigger biceps. It's like a whole he's clearly very angry and he was tweeting angry things today, too. So, um but all kidding aside, like he kind of lost in that game. Anyways, no, no. We're the, anyways, I, we're the we're the Chargers of postseason betting. It turns real quick out- though, as previously mentioned, I was at a Chris Cagle concert during that game. I did rewatch the entire highlights reel. But how did Joey Bosa lose him the game? I'm gonna miss something. He well, he ha- he got two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties for basically like throwing a fit after plays where he thought a penalty should be called or something didn't go his way. But the one I'm specifically talking about is on the, the touchdown play, 
the Jaguars last touchdown. Joey Bosa thought there should have been a holding and a false start. He's still on the field. He throws he like takes his helmet off and throws it down. He gets a 15-yard penalty which moves the ball to the one. And then Doug right. Peterson, who's got big balls, decides yeah. to go for two. Huge balls. We actually talked about that today. Like I, I still don't see how you can go for two there unless you like I mean it's an aggressive play call, but like it uh Lawrence made it look easy with his, you know, whatever seven foot wingspan he has. It turns out Tyler Huntley watched that film and was like, I can do this too, and came up like two feet short the next well, day. But he went over the top when he was supposed to burrow. Right. No pun intended. Um anyways, anyways. We went we went one and five. Uh intern P is the only person that won a game, which this is like Sasha, me and you losing to intern P continues to be embarrassing to me. Um given his his uh what we thought was a lack of knowledge of I mean really anything. Not just the NFL. <laughs> I was actually waiting for you to say that. I, I, I felt it coming. He's going to be like anything. But I did. So have, it, and I had the Chargers. And I had the Chargers. So I should have been 2 and 0. Oh. Intern P was 1 and 1. He picked the Chargers to cover, which they did not. And then he picked uh, the Niners to cover 10 against the Seahawks. They did. So Intern P went 1 and 1. Sasha, you were 0 oh and 2. You went with the big favorites, Bills and Bengals. And neither of them covered. Uh, and then yeah. I, my picks were clearly the worst. I picked the Vikings to cover three against the Giants. They lost outright. And then I picked Tampa Bay to cover plus three against um, the Cowboys. Um, and that wasn't even close. So one and five on the weekend. We didn't let Jay Miz pick, which probably would have made us one and seven. Um, so. Not a good, not a good weekend overall. For it turns out that playoffs are a little bit harder to pick than the regular season. So, I was like this close to taking the Giants last week, but I had picked the Vikings to win the game, and I thought with just a th- plus three that would be kind of counterintuitive. Just, like I thought it was just a completely evenly matched game and take the points. So I went with these big favorites. They couldn't cover. They just won the game. It's annoying. So if we go six and zero this week, we can get back to winning record for the playoffs right, overall. Let's do it. So we're gonna, we're going to be thinking on the fly a little bit this week. Intern P is the champion. We'll get to go first, but we're each going to take a game and pick a winner and the over under for that game, uh, and that's the way we're going to take our best bets picks this week. So intern P, take it away. All right. So with my first pick. I want to roll with the the New York football giants. Um, They looked pretty good this week. Granted, Minnesota were complete and utter frauds, but I'm just not a, uh, I'm not a Philadelphia guy. I don't, I don't love them that much. So I'm taking the giants plus seven and a half. I'm also going to sprinkle the money line just a bit responsibly, of course, Uh, but seven and a half. And then I'm going to go with their under, which I did not write down. That's a rookie mistake on my part. It was it uh, 48. 48. Under 48 for that game. So New York yeah, plus Giant, seven and Giants a half. Yeah. Covering seven and a half and under 48. I think Danny Dimes is going to continue his baller ways. So if Danny Dimes is going to ball out and the Eagles have a really good offense, why aren't you taking the over? 
I had this that's same the question. Thing. I'm uh, actually, so that's what I'm saying. That he's gonna ball out, but they also need to get some stops. Unfortunately, ask me the hard hitting questions. That was a fade of myself the right old, there. The old fade yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys should try it one day. Uh, it's very profitable. <laughs> All right. I'll accept it. I'll allow those picks. Uh, I, I I don't mind it. The Eagles have played without Jalen Hurts. Like they, he played Week 18, but they've like kind of had a shaky end of the season after like dominating the whole season for the first 14 games. And you don't know exactly like is there a rust issue? Jalen Hurts has basically played one time in the last six or so weeks because of the bye and because of the missing two weeks. So you don't know exactly how they're going to come out, and the Giants looked really good against the Vikings. So I don't hate it. I think I think the Giants got a shot. I I do not like playing a division rival a third time. So I think yeah. the Giants got a shot. It's yeah. Good so pick. if you give the seven and a half points, it makes it kind of a no brainer if you're going to be on that game to take the Giants. That being yeah. said, the Eagles will probably win by twenty five. Yeah. yeah, that was that would suck. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen because I don't look like a fool. All right, all right, Sasha. All who right, are you going? With? I'm gonna go uh, to that Bills Bengals game in Orchard Park. Uh, the Bills are five point favorites. I I I think this game's kind of a coin flip toss up. Could go either way. So give me the five points. I'll take the Bengals plus five. And uh, I like a lot of scoring in this game going to be some turnovers some short fields that josh allen gives the Bengals, and it's going to be one of those games where it might be under late but then each quarterback could score some a, a late touchdown each something like that so i'll go over 50.5 if you're telling me joe burrow and josh allen are only only have a two and a half point higher over under than jalen Hurts and danny dimes i'll go over so Bengals plus five over 50.5. Those were the exact picks that I wanted to make, Sasha. Yeah, I'm a, I'm not surprised. There's another I mean, good one a, out there. That's a, fi- that's a field goal game either way, right? You'd like to think. That's Hypothetically, a big, yeah. That's a big line. Yeah, I mean, essentially, they're saying that they think the Bills are two at least two points better than the Bengals on a neutral uh, by making them five-point favorites, which... I don't know. We didn't. We saw this game two weeks ago. Obviously, we didn't get to see very much, but it looked like it was going to be a pretty back and forth game if it would have continued. Yeah, I like the Bengals in that position. Um, the over should smack. I, I would say. I mean, that's what twenty six to twenty five, and you're there. It's at least going to be twenty eight, thirty, thirty one, no doubt. I mean, speaking of over smacking, is that the right way to say it? The over should smack. I mean, every if that if John I'm not, doesn't know lingo, let me let me you think about, about me this or him. Let you. me think about this for a second. But um, that John, not even using I'm pretty, it right. I'm pretty sure every it. single game went over the total this week, this weekend. Everyone but the one today, it, they lost it by a half a point because they lost it by their extra points because he missed four extra points. Yeah. Oh, 31 to 14. And it was it was 45.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But still, and that's why I think it's going to readjust, unfortunately, because I think a lot of betters are going to be like, hey, 
over, over, over. Let's hammer it. And they're going to adjust. Vegas, Vegas knows. They're not going to lose money. Yeah. My... My general opinion is, and then we'll get to Scott's picks, is that the value is in the unders because nobody wants to bet unders. Like, it's way more fun to bet the overs and root for points. Uh, but I don't know if that's true or not. That's just me making making shit up. Yeah. It definitely no, was good. true at the, definitely true at the start of this NFL season, but I feel like the lines did adjust. Um, all right, so that leaves two games for me. Um, Chiefs Jags at an eight and a half point line and then Niners Cowboys, which the line just has to be out. And it's, I'm seeing it at four points. Um, I mean, I don't, I think the chiefs are going to win. I I do not trust that they're going to win by more than a touchdown. Um, so I'm going to go with that Niners Cowboys line and I'm taking the Niners to cover four and go over the total of 46. Um, I think Brad Maher misses an extra point and a field goal. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think like Kyle Shanahan's not going to let the Cowboys just pin their ears back and come get Brock Purdy. Um, I think that's probably a high scoring game on both sides, to be honest with you. Um, so I got Niners minus four and over 46. I don't mind it for the record. If you forced me to pick the chiefs Jaguars game, hold on, Sasha. I was going to say we should, because we know Jay Miz is listening, I think we let Jay Miz pick that game. Text, oh, yeah. Text, text it to us, Jay Miz. Text it to us right now. We'll put it on I air. think we do let him pick it. I'm just, just going to tell you what I'd do if I was forced to pick it. What would you What would you do? I think the Chiefs can win by 10 points. I'd take the Chiefs in, in minus 8.5, although I don't love it. Like, There's a world, I don't know. The Chiefs handled the Jaguars pretty well, and it was fairly late in the season when they played them. Like, the Jaguars were already starting to turn the corner. Yeah. While we're waiting for Jameis' pick, um, I disagree with you. That I mean, Trevor Lawrence is still ugly with short hair. Yeah, well... And also, <laughs> I, also Mac Jones is ugly with long hair. See, but this is just Mac Jones with long hair, like wearing a suit. Just like all they did was put the hair on him. In those pictures that they did, well, you know what? It's Jimmy Garoppolo who's the really good looking one as a woman, but. <laughs> good point. Mac Jones was legitimately a child model. Look it up. Use your Wikipedia subscription. Uh, James right, has the. Go ahead. Chiefs minus eight, he said. I showed it at eight and a half, but eight and a half. Getting... Eight and a Chiefs half. minus eight and a half and the over. Uh, that would be over 51 and a half. So just to recap, Jameis Chiefs minus eight and a half and the over 51 and a half. P had the Giants plus seven and a half under 48. I had the Bengals plus five and over 50.5. And Scott had the 49ers minus four and over 46. I'm going to call a quick audible here, guys. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, we're going to do about five minutes on the coaching carousel, and then we'll get you out of here for the night. Stay with us. Welcome back into Bro Storm Sports. We found out in the break <laughs> that uh, P is doing dry January, but he just decided that about five minutes ago. So 
he he cut off about half the month, which is good. Makes it easier. I still doubt he makes it. I mean, it's the it's the it's the upset of the playoffs so far that P is doing dry January. What is not the upset of the playoffs is that he's off on his math. It's still or- January though. I, if I stop now, it'd still be dry January. And who came up with dry dry January anyways? I'm just thinking about they're stupid. Probably yeah. probably probably Roger Goodell. Yeah, he would. He would. Now Roger yeah. Goodell wants you lubed up for the playoff games. Trust me. He's the last the, uh, one. Who would have come going up on with a cru- We're going on a cruise dry, in February. Dry so January. Gotta, hey, I'll make you I'll make I'll bet um any of you right now that P has a drink between now and next week's episode. I'd be willing to go on your side of that bet. Maybe both <laughs> how, of us how can, much? we can how bet much? P this. How much would we have to bet intern P for him to follow through? Like if you were if you stood to lose two hundred dollars, would you still have a drink between now and next week's episode? I would only have to do it for a, I could do it for a week. Dude, he'll lose he'll lose two hundred dollars between now and next week on the week on the Australian Open. So I don't, why are you hating on the Australian <laughs> Open, dude? It's a real like it's a real thing. Like there's you know those the, people at the Australian the- Open probably aren't doing dry January. Nobody yeah, in the well, southern hemisphere goes a day without a drink. Definitely not. All right. Real quick, uh, we're going to get into the coaching carousel for a second, or or at least just talk about where Sean Payton might end up. That's probably the extent of it. But which games, which game are you most excited for next weekend, Scott? It's gotta be it's gotta be Bill's Bengals, right? Like the emotion of that game, the fact that the last one, which was like supposed to be the game of the regular season, gets canceled in dramatic fashion. Um I mean, that's, you know, I, I want to say people think it's like, you know, two of the best quarterbacks in the league, but it's really, you know, the second tier after Patrick Mahomes. Um, but uh, e- either either way, you know, and who knows what happens in the in the <laughs> in the AFC championship game. I think you get I think you get an amazing matchup there. So that's that's for me. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with that. Intern PD disagree with that. I don't, but I do want to say that if the Chiefs lose this weekend, I will laugh very hard. I just want to put that out there. It would be rather sad. And we uh, are overlooking the Jaguars. We're like, oh, well, they're going to win. But what if the Jaguars mess around and win? Like, what what's going to be the vibes from you guys? If the Chiefs lose, I'm going to have Sasha whoop your ass. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, because I'm out there playing, huh? I mean, <laughs> On the way out. Let's let's end with this question. Does the Chargers ownership just send out a floater? Hey, Sean Payton, if we fire Brandon Staley, will you take our job? I think the answer is yes, with one caveat that I'm going to. I did do a little podcast listening today because it was a holiday. I had some time. I've heard that the Chargers ownership is very cheap and they don't want to they don't want to pay Brandon Staley and a huge um Sean Payton contract and give up a first round pick all at the same time. And so that's the one reason which gives me pause. Otherwise, I think they'd be really stupid not to. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. If they're cheap, like everything you just said is going to cost them like 40 million dollars. So that's a good point. Um, 
looked it up today. So the the uh, Saints are reportedly wanting like a mid to late first round pick for Sean Payton. I looked it up today when the Oakland at the time Raiders sent John Gruden to Tampa Bay. They got two first and two seconds for him. So there is precedent for some like what? Maybe. Yes. Uh, wow, they got a first strong, that year. First strong move by the Raiders. Oh, wait. Two first, two seconds, and $8 million cash. That's insane. Yeah, it is pretty insane. Uh, it's crazy. But a, a lot's going to come out in the coaching carousel over the next several weeks. They did announce today, uh, Michigan announced along with Harbaugh, that Jim Harbaugh will be returning to Michigan next season. So that one domino is no longer in play. Uh, but does he just get a raise every year by like pretending to flirt with NFL teams? You know, what's funny about that is he got a pay cut like two years ago after Michigan wasn't doing that great. And a rumor is he was pissed because two years ago, like when they made the playoff the first time he didn't get, he didn't get a pay raise back up. And so that's why he's been like looking at these NFL jobs every single off season. So that Real might jive be a uh, gobbler jive Turkey gobblers out at Michigan, not giving Jim Harbaugh pay raises. Uh, speaking of which is like the way that the Ravens organization has botched this Lamar Jackson thing is John Harbaugh's job just automatically safe forever. I think so. Okay. They just people to love John. That. People love John Harbaugh. Um, I don't know. I feel like the Ravens, I feel like the Ravens really F this up. They had a perennial contender and now they're going to be back to the drawing board. Yeah. And, uh, John Harbaugh was himself being quite a jive Turkey gobbler to the sideline reporter in that Bengals game. Just (laughs) FYI, Uh, but we'll have plenty of time to talk about the coaching carousel in the off season as well. You guys got anything else before I wrap up this episode? Make sure you guys watch the Aussie Open this week. Uh, <laughs> I, I will make the listeners a promise. When the Australian Open concludes, we will make sure to let you know, know who won both the men's and women's draw right here on the pod in case you have no other way to find out. Yeah. Good, good episode, fellas. P, text me if you want a drink. That's going to do it for this week's episode of bro storm sports scott's gonna send p a virtual drink so he loses his bet if you liked it give us a five-star rating subscribe follow us on the socials tiktok instagram they're all blowing up we'd love to have you on board this has been an episode of bro storm sports thanks for listening